So there's this fascinating story found in Luke chapter 10, and uh, I want to I start off by reading part of it. So this is Luke chapter 10, verse 25. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus, and he said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now let me stop there for a second, because I think that his question is a very important question. He's not asking Jesus for some potion that will make him immortal. He is asking Teacher, how can I get into heaven? How can I make sure that I will go to heaven someday? I think if we're honest, it's a question that all of us wrestle with. Maybe the day after we wake up from making some bad, uh, poor choices, bad mistakes, and we wonder, will I ever be forgiven? And the thought of heaven crosses our mind. In the face of death, heaven crosses our mind. I have a cousin who's fighting for his life right now. And death and heaven have crossed our mind continuously. How can I get to heaven, is this lawyer's question. And here's what Jesus responds. He says to the lawyer, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. Now let me stop here again because this is really important. This, this guy, this lawyer, he's not a, a lawyer in the sense of, that, that we understand lawyers. He is a biblical lawyer. He knows the Bible frontwards and backwards. He knows everything that's in the Bible. He knows the laws. He knows the commandments. He knows how to interpret scripture. And yet he's here asking Jesus, how can I get into heaven? And Jesus says to him, well, what does the law say? You're the expert. And he says, I have to love God with everything I have, and I have to love my neighbor. And Jesus says, yep, that's the answer. You know it. And then this, this lawyer, he's, he's unsettled by the response a little bit because he says to Jesus, who is my neighbor? And here's what Jesus responds says, wanting to justify himself, the lawyer asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And Jesus said, a man was walking down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was walking by, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side of the road. Likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went up to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend." Jesus looks at the lawyer and says, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the lawyer says, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus says, go and do likewise. The priest and the Levite, they see this man dying on the road. He has been mugged and left to die. And here's this priest and this Levi who just walk on by 
on the other side of the road. But the Samaritan does different. Now, this is important because Samaritans and Jews did not like each other at all. There was so much conflict and hostility between them. I mean, there's a lot of things, right? For starters, they they didn't worship the same way. But there's also the fact that uh, during the when when um, uh, as different empires conquered the area, Samaritans got to stay in their land, and Jews were exiled, got got sent out of their land, and so there was that that stood between them. There was that rift between them. I mean, there was so many reasons why Jews did not like Samaritans. But in this story, the priest walks on by on the other side, the Levite walks on by on the other side, and the Samaritan stops. See, they're important because the lawyer could have related to the priest and the Levite. The lawyer was just like the priest and the Levite. They're they're all Jewish. They're all biblical scholars. They all have a connection and a relationship with God. They all know God personally. They all read their scriptures. They all uh, know them by memory. They all uh, go to church every week. They're all probably part of small groups. They're all very invested in the life of the church. And yet only one of them, the Samaritan stops to care for this man. This answer, this story, shook the lawyer. See, I think the message Jesus is giving this lawyer and the message Jesus is giving us is that heaven is his. Heaven is ours simply because we are children of God. Through what Jesus does on the cross, his, right, the cross, the death, the resurrection, we are made right with God through that, and heaven is ours. But here's the thing. If we live our lives uh, more concerned uh, whether heaven is ours or not, then if others experience heaven or not, then we have completely missed the point. See, as children of God, it is our job. As people who follow God, it is our job. As people who call themselves Christians, We are called to help bring about heaven here and now for all people. We need to be more concerned about other people experiencing heaven here and now than we need to be about our own path to heaven. See, let me be very clear about something. We don't need to earn our way into heaven. Our place in heaven is not dependent on how many good deeds we do or how many mission trips we go to or or how often we give a dollar to a homeless person. That is not what heaven is dependent on. We We are inheritors of heaven simply because we are children of God. You showed up today because you have a relationship with God. Heaven is yours. The question is, will you help bring about heaven for others as well? Or are you going to keep it to yourself? See, being a Christian is not about accepting God's love so that we can get into heaven. Being a Christian is about choosing to bring about heaven here and now for all people. It's about bringing about heaven here and now for all people. It's about making sure that everybody in this world gets to experience heaven here and now. My friend Mike wrote a book called Revolutionary Kingdom, and he says this, being a Christian is about joining the movement that is working together in community to change oppressive systems that fail to honor the least, the last, the lost, and the lonely. See, 
when we call ourselves Christians. We are jumping into this movement that will help bring about heaven here and now. And you want to know what that looks like? Leviticus chapter 19 says, treat immigrants as if they were your own. Deuteronomy 27, don't obstruct the legal rights of people. Micah 6.8, do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with God. Amos 8, don't trample on the needy. Isaiah 1, learn to do good, help the oppressed. Zechariah chapter 7, make just and faithful decisions, show kindness and compassion to each other. Proverbs 29, the righteous know the rights of the poor. And when Jesus is in the temple preaching from the scroll of Isaiah, he says, I have come to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to the captives, liberation to prisoners, comfort all who mourn, and to bring praise in the face of discouragement. You see, to be Christians means that we do all these things. It means that we make it a priority to bring about heaven here on earth for all people, that all people can experience the goodness and mercy and love and forgiveness of God, that it is our priority as Christians to fight for equality. It is our priority as Christians to make life fair and good for all people. That's what it means to bring about the, heaven, uh, the kingdom of God here and now. That's what it means to make heaven come here and now. See, because we believe that in heaven, all things will be good for all people. There's not going to be any division. There's not going to be any separation. There's not going to be any racism. There's not going to be any poverty. There's not going to be any uh, 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 health issues. There's going to be no COVID. There's going to be nothing that will separate us. Everything will be good, and it is our job as Christians to bring that goodness here on earth, here and now. I have this phrase that I tell people all the time, give them heaven. Our worship team has heard me say that every once in a while as before we start worship, give them heaven. It's such an important phrase for me because the challenge is go live life, go do whatever you're about to do in such a way that when people see and hear what you are doing, that they will experience, that they will catch a glimpse of heaven in that moment, that they will know in that moment that they are loved, that they will know in that moment that things, that, that life, life with God is so much better, that, that the struggles of this world are not the way things are supposed to be. See, when I say to our team, give them heaven, it's not about doing your best. It's about helping people catch a glimpse of heaven here and now in this very moment. I think that as Christians, that's what we're called to do, to bring about heaven here and now for all people. And look, that whole list I read not too long ago, you can read through Scripture and you will find so many things that we are called to do as Christians. We are called to bring heaven here and now for all people. When I think of this lawyer in our scripture, I can imagine how hard it must have been for him. He, he has the first part down. He has a relationship with God. He, he has a relationship with a worshiping community. He's good on that part. But his whole focus in life is that one part. And Jesus says to him, yeah, that's important. 
but also care for the least, care for the last, the lost, the lonely. Beloved, I hope that you will be challenged to bring about heaven here and now for all people. I pray that in your uh, spiritual journey, you will be just as concerned that other people may experience heaven here and now as you are about deepening your own faith. I pray that you may make a priority in your life to bring about heaven here and now for all people. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, I give you thanks. Thanks that you love us so much that you gave your one and only son, God. And because of that, heaven is ours. We get to inherit heaven. But God, I pray that that may not be good enough for us. So challenge us, nudge us, push us. May we push ourselves so that others can experience your goodness, so that others can experience heaven here and now, God, so that others don't have to wait until the day when they get to heaven or heaven gets to us, but that we can bring about heaven here and now. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, may we be bringers of heaven here and now for all people. God, I pray this in your most precious and most glorious name. Amen.